Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Toasted Tale podcast. My name is Jim, and ladies and gentlemen, we are living through a disaster. Most of the world's experts believe that our climate is deteriorating at a scary pace. This is due to the entire planet warming up over the last few hundred years since the pre-industrial era. Now, I know there are some people out there who are still unsure on the science, and that is fine, but there is consensus around most people that something needs to be done to curtail this catastrophe. I myself believe that more should be done. And so, imagine my surprise when only a few days ago, I span the subject randomizer, and I landed on a subject that at first, as with many random subjects, I thought would be rubbish, like no interest at all. But I did give it a bit of a read, and allowed the subject to mull in my mind, and after I did this, some points of interest really came to the front. What the Toasted Tail podcast is based on, really, is trying to identify little nuggets of interest that you can then dig into and find more juicy stories from. To give you an idea of what I was working with, it landed on plug-in electric vehicles in Norway. I know. (laughs) How is one meant to find an interesting story about this? But it did raise a question. It highlighted an anomaly in the data, which is usually where the most interesting insights can be found. And so, for those countries that are led by people and experts who believe in climate change and that policies need to be put in place to combat this, one of the major areas of improvement for many is in the types of vehicles we drive. Now, over the last 10-15 years, there have been massive leaps forward in electric car technology, as well as other types of fuels that can be used in cars that have a less impactful damage to the environment. It of course doesn't actually matter though, all of the developments you make in these new car technologies and these fancy fleets of new, greener cars, if no people, customers want to buy them. So you could say it would be of interest if one country out of all the others was doing a lot better than everyone else in one certain area, in this case the buying and use of electric vehicles on their roads. And this is the case with Norway. Reuters reported for overall new sales of cars in Norway For the year 2021, there was a record 176,000 cars registered, and of these, 65% were fully electric. Now that's a massive percentage of people registering new cars in that country using electric. And I know the list that I'm looking at mainly focuses on European countries, but the gap between them And the next country, which is the Netherlands, is stark. Their percentage is 14.9%, which is a massive difference in the amount of electric cars being registered. 
Interestingly, in the last year, Germany and Norway, which are the two European countries who in the last year have registered the most amount of electric cars, at around 60,000, you may be forgiven in thinking that both nations are at the same level as pickup intake of electric vehicles. The comparison, however, comes in when you look at the actual population of the two countries. Germany has a population of over 83 million, and Norway, on the other hand, has a population only slightly higher than 5 million. In relative terms, then, Norway is unbelievably outperforming all other nations in Europe, and the world, to be fair, on registered electric cars in their country. It's quite unbelievable for the small size of their population how willing they have all been to adopt this new technology. And if it's possible, I would like to look into some of the reasons why this particular country has been able to be so successful in this way, and also what other countries and we can learn from these actions in order to catch up with their progress and continue with them in bringing about a more renewable and long-lasting future. I think that if we're going to find the answer to this question, then first we need to split the answer into two parts. Firstly, the nation of Norway itself, its culture and people, and then also what the government has done in order to promote and encourage policies to support this direction. So firstly, as a nation, Norway's power output, at least in 2020, is heavily angled towards renewable energy sources. For example, 92% of their power production is made from hydro energy, with another 6% from the wind offshore energy and 1.8% from thermal. Now, some of this has to do with the natural topography of the nation. With its abundant steep valleys and rivers, hydroelectric power is just designed for a country like Norway. And of course, it took the political will and the desire from the people of that nation to embrace this green energy. But as you can imagine, they are now a lot more sustainable, so already in their minds will be this habit of sustainability that governments may be able to play into when enacting future policies. This probably helped greatly when it came to making swathing reforms to their automotive infrastructure and getting their people on board with buying electric vehicles. Everyone in the nation of Norway was already primed to jump on this renewable automotive revolution. And even if we look a little bit outside of Norway, other Scandinavian nations, in sustainability terms, are right behind their Norwegian neighbours, with Sweden, Iceland and Denmark close behind. Now, I don't know about you and your national neighbours from whichever country you're from, but if you're particularly good at something and you want to maintain that title, then pride would often dictate that you want to keep improving. And Norway are already the leaders 
but there are many pretenders to the throne. And in order for them to maintain the crown, they will need to keep innovating in order to maintain their lead in this regard. So, the nation is built in a way that looks favourably to these kinds of policies. But you also need the political will and leadership to propose and enact laws that support sustainability for the country. Now, in Norway's case, they have a long history of supporting this type of legislation. In regards to supporting electric vehicles on the roads of their country, legislation first started coming out around 1990, where there were major pushes for these types of developments. Initially, it was the Parliament of Norway who set the goal for the nation to reach 50,000 zero-emission vehicles by 2018. Now, this was all the way back in 1990, and so they gave themselves 28 years to achieve a very important goal. Now, along the way, they would have to make many political movements to try and incentivize and create desire in the public to help them in achieving their goals. Now, in economics, there are many ways to persuade people to buy certain things over other options. For example, you can take the desired choice and you can make it cheaper for people to be more incentivized to buy that option rather than the other competitor. Or, as a government, you could make the competitor that you want to dissuade people from using more expensive or make it less friendly for them to use. So, ever since economies have existed, there have been some type of either these two methods used. Maybe they will favour one on one side, use a bit of both, or the other. The Norwegian government used these as well. For example, in 1990, they temporarily provided an exemption from import tax on electric vehicles. They reduced annual registration tax for EVs. They provided exemption from road tolls in 1997. In 1999, they allowed free parking for electric vehicles in public spaces. 2003, they allowed access for electric vehicles in bus lanes in the Oslo region. You allowed free access to road ferries for electric vehicles in 2009. And you can imagine how these sort of policies would encourage the potential electric car buyer. In September 2013, Norway was the first in the world to have an electric car, which was the Tesla Model S, which topped their new car sales monthly ranking. And little under a year later, in March of 2014, Norway could say that 1% of all cars in use in their country were plug-in electric. And if you're wondering whether the Norwegians achieved their goal of having 50,000 zero-emission vehicles on the roads by 2018, then I can say yes. Yes, they did. In April of 2015, the 50,000th all-electric car was registered. And if you thought that was impressive, then this was only the beginning of the snowballing movement. 
As just over one year later in December of 2016, that number had doubled with 100,000 all-electric vehicles being registered. This meant that 5% of passenger cars on the roads of Norway were plug-in electrics. This trend continued, growing from strength to strength rather than tapering out. In December of 2020, more than half of annual car sales in Norway were fully electric. That's 54.3% in total. And in September of 2021, over 20% of all cars on the road were plug-in electric. All of these have truly cemented Norway's place as a forefront leader in electric vehicles being on their road. Now, of course, with everything, there have been uh, detractors, people who have thrown criticisms at these movements. Some of the major opposition to what's happened in the country have come from those who have been negatively affected by the government incentive schemes that have been put out there in the country. For example, there have been excessive subsidies which have annoyed some people. When electric vehicles were allowed to go into bus lanes, this of course caused more congestion in those lanes. There was a higher burden on ferry operators in the country, as electric vehicles were easier and cheaper to get onto those ships based off the government's ruling. There was free parking for electric vehicles, which felt unfair by the standards of everyone else who had petrol or diesel cars. And finally, as with what you may expect, the infrastructure to support all of these electric vehicles may have drawn some criticism, if not up to scratch. What is the point of owning an electric vehicle, after all, if you have nowhere to charge it on long drives? Norway is, and remains though, a shining beacon of what can be accomplished if you have everything lined up correctly. If you have the public on side, the national consciousness supporting where you're going, and then also the leadership in government positions with the power to make these kind of changes occur. Other countries can look at Norway as an example, a blueprint on how they would maybe implement a higher percentage of electric car ownership in their own countries by ensuring that it becomes a primary goal, a mission that is placed at the forefront of government and a policy that would survive many administrations. Simply though, if you make owning an electric car a advantageous position to be in, by offering incentives and benefits to potential car buyers, financially and practically, you will have more people buying those types of cars. It also helps greatly if your nation prioritizes using greener energy sources. Therefore, you can stand behind policy changes like this without, in the background, using dirty energy in order to create the electricity to power a fleet of electric vehicles. Align the goals for a nation and its people, and you can achieve amazing things. 
If you want to be a leader in protecting the environment, being sustainable and also looking to the future in technology and national growth, then you could do a lot worse than going Norwegian. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Toasted Tale podcast. I really enjoyed learning a bit more about Norway's approach to electric vehicles and how this has allowed Norway to be primely positioned to effectively tackle the problems of tomorrow. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the Toasted Tale podcast, then the best thing you can do is to subscribe or follow the Toasted Tale podcast on whichever podcasting applications you prefer. Share, like, and comment on this episode, and also by getting in contact via Twitter or Facebook. My handle is at podcasttale, and it's there where I post all new episodes and also anything else I find interesting. Once again, that's at Podcast Tale for more. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that everything you attempt today goes successfully and without stress. My name's been Jim, and I look forward to spending another evening with you next week for another toasted tale by the fireside. <laughs>